Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. An Erios production. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. Could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall, funny, smart, love basketball, gay, straight, black, white, tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm, sperm cast. Hey, everybody! I hope you had a great week. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Sperm Cast Pregnancy Edition. No new Patreon subscribers this week, but that's okay. Not everybody wants to get. Real-time updates every week and support their favorite podcast by just contributing two or more dollars a month. Not everybody wants to see my exclusive anatomy scan that I'm going to post next week after my appointment or the baby bump photos I posted yesterday. That's cool. If you just want to coast along and listen to the show and not chip in so that I can actually afford to keep making this show for you, you do you, baby. I'll be fine. On the other hand, if you do want to join the Patreon, just go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast. Now, if Patreon's not for you, that's okay. Don't forget you can always send money with Venmo to molly-hockey if you want to support me and the show. You can also show your support by rating and reviewing Spermcast on Apple Podcasts and by sharing it with your friends, your family, sharing it on social media. Everything helps. Okay, time for some updates. Nothing too crazy this week. Just that Nana's caretaker had an injury and can't take care of her right now. So my mom and I have been alternating driving to New Jersey every day to take care of Nana. And it's a two-hour drive, so we're both pretty pooped and it's hard to get any work done. But I am so glad that I'm here so my mom doesn't have to do the drive every single day. And I'm really cherishing my alone time with Nana and showing her how much I love her. I don't think she realizes how loved she is. Once her caretaker comes back to work, which is hopefully at the end of this week, I'll probably only be going down there once a week, so this is a this is an okay time. Other than that, I got a little worried about my baby this week. She'd been kicking pretty regularly since I got back to New York, but last week she kind of stopped. One day off was fine. I was like, all right, you need a break. You don't want to kick so much. But then there was two days with no kicks, and I was like, this is weird. Three days without a kick and the nerves started to come in. Mom was a little nervous too. I was going to call the midwives in the morning, but on night three, I messaged Lou, who you know from the podcast. She's been on twice. She's just so smart and lovely and wise. And she just had her baby. And she said that that would happen to her too, that sometimes baby would be super active and then be totally quiet for days. That sometimes babies turn around and then they're just kicking towards your back. And when they're kicking towards your back, you can't feel it. And that gave me a little bit of peace of mind. And sometime on day four, baby started kicking again, and I immediately felt better. 
But it was definitely a little reminder about how insecure I am about all of this, how much fear I've built up from my experience with miscarriages and failed IVF. Can you imagine how carefree a pregnancy would be if you didn't know all the stuff that could happen? Sometimes people ask me if I know too much or they seem to like worry that I need to do less research, but I don't feel like that's me. I'm okay with how things are right now. I think I'm learning just enough, and if it gets too intense, I can take a step back. We'll see. I'm fine. Anyway, don't worry about me is the point. Next week, I get to meet with the midwives in person, so I'm looking forward to that. And then later on that day, I meet with the specialist for another anatomy scan. And even though that does give me a little bit of anxiety because of the what-ifs, It's just a little bit of anxiety. Mostly, I'm excited to get a look at my girl and see how she's doing in there. And that, folks, is about it. Except we need to get some updates on my baby and my body. Mom? Hi. Molly is 23 weeks and two days pregnant. The average 23-week fetus is 11.4 inches and 1.1 pound. That's a lot. Baby's skin now has a red tint thanks to the developing veins underneath. Baby's skin is a bit saggy, hanging loosely from that little body. That's because skin grows faster than fat develops, and there's not much fat to fill that skin out yet. Beginning this week, baby begins to pack on the pounds, and during the next month, your baby will double in weight. Whoa! Once those fat deposits are made, baby will be less transparent. This week, do I just say baby? Can I say my granddaughter? Sure. This week, my granddaughter's lungs start producing a substance called surfactant, which helps prep them for breathing air on the outside. The nerve endings in my granddaughter's inner ear, the cochlea, are fully developed. So now baby may startle at loud noises. Baby is also becoming familiar with your voice, which she will recognize at birth. And now my body. A typical 23-week belly measures about 21 to 25 centimeters from pubic bone to the top of the uterus, or the fundal height. I measured mine. Not that I know where the top of my uterus is, but I did the top of my pubic bone to my belly button, and that's 20. There you are. At 23 weeks pregnant, you've probably gained 12 to 15 pounds. That's probably true. (laughs) Molly, Molly, Molly may be experiencing more pregnancy symptoms like swollen feet and ankles. No, because I rub your feet. <laughs> because of the sh- mom, don't tell everyone. <laughs> um, my actually, my feet are not swollen at all anymore. Everything's great. So there the go. opposite. Swollen feet and ankles because of the slowdown in blood flow to her hands and feet. I'm running out of breath. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Drink plenty of water and pee often to help with fluid retention. You couldn't pee more than you do now. Oh, my God. I peed 18 times today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Braxton Hicks, my favorite. Braxton Hicks contractions. It's a totally weird sensation the first time you notice your belly getting super tight. Your muscles are flexing to prep for the Wonder Woman-like tightening. They're going to have to do during labor. As long as they go away quickly, they're just par for the course. 
That's misspelled. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> How do you spell it? P-A-R. That's so funny. I knew a guy named John Parr. Of course. Sure. Two R's. Famous Jack Parr. No, my friend John Parr. I believe you. Okay. Drink plenty of water and change positions frequently to stay comfortable. Melasma. Oh, good old Aunt Melasma. <laughs> Melasma can cause skin patches or darken your existing freckles, moles, and nipples thanks to higher levels of estrogen. Lingering back aches are to be expected as your growing baby starts to bend your spine and stress your back muscles. Isn't it weird that I haven't had any back pain? No. I think it's great. But I've always had back problems. Well, anyway, the last possible thing is bleeding and or swollen gums. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) That's about it. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Mama. Okay. Now I'll go make your dinner. (laughs) All right. Just because she makes me dinner on Mondays doesn't mean she makes me dinner every night. I mean, it's happened most of the nights I've been here so far. But... Uh, you know, it's gonna, that's, it's not gonna be like that forever. Anyway, it's time for the show. Her name is Victoria Tate. She plays Rena on the morning show. What, you guys? Rena is Chip's assistant, you know, Chip, the executive producer. Anyway, she's so good. The show is so good. Anyway, 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 not only is Victoria a superstar, she's also pregnant. A few weeks ahead of me, also having a girl. And this week, I wanted to talk to another pregnant person and compare notes. Hi! Hi! (laughs) Sorry about the bad audio on my track. Don't worry, I fix it in a couple minutes. Cute shirt and overalls. Thanks, all the gap. Everything I'm wearing these days is gap. Is it maternity? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's so cheap. I've got it in my head that I'm going to not buy anything my whole pregnancy. Anything new. Well, you must not be that big then. I'm not that big. I'm, I'm... Yeah, you're small. Wow. Okay, so that's like what I normally look like. <laughs> no. That's what I normally look like too. This is what I normally, this is you, what I look like now. Look at I'll just you. show you. Oh. And I'm only two weeks ahead of you, right? I don't remember. But everybody's so different. Oh, my God. So cute and round. I want to be round. (laughs) If the maternity clothes from Gap fit well, I bet there's plenty on eBay that I could get that are used. You almost don't even need to get them used. They're so freaking cheap. But that's what I'm – it's not about the money. I'm trying not to be wasteful. (laughs) Not that you're wasteful. It's a me thing. It's a me thing. You're right. You're right. I'm so wasteful. No. I have so much that I bought that I can just send you – the stuff that I, I mean, I have so. Well, people, I'll, I'll eBay you. I'll give you money. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like <laughs> half of it's been, been donated to me. Yeah. I mean, I- Victoria and her partner were planning on getting married before they had kids, but then COVID came around and switched up their plans. The morning show had just shot two episodes, but with the virus, they closed up shop. So Victoria and partner were just sitting around trying to figure out what was next. Since Victoria had a lot of friends who'd been through IVF, she and her fella decided that they wanted to start trying. Um, so so I went off birth control thinking this was going to take a really long time. And yeah, it was the first. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just thought I'm not getting any younger. And I felt like this is like just the Groundhog Day reality of living under this lifestyle of COVID. It's, yeah. it's like, what are we waiting for with any deci- big decisions that we want to make in our lives, like moving or, you know, changing careers or yeah. whatever you end up 
really stuck in a house facing yourself every day. Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, yeah. where is every, everything going? Yeah. The thought for me of having a baby was postponed for so long yeah. because I was so unsure as to whether well, I was ready for it, whether my career was ready, ready for it, all of these things, whether my partner was ready for it. But it sounds like you had made that decision with, without being forced to stay at home. <laughs> right. Like, well, but that happened because it ha- for me happened two years ago because I was 39 when, it, when all of it started. Now I'm 42. So I gave her the whole backstory, filled her in on all the details. Wow. That's it. That's amazing. Yeah. That's an, really, I mean, congratulations. That's Thank like you. a lot of trials and it just sounds like you're uh, champion. Really. Uh, well, you know, I've heard, thank you. I've heard a lot of fucking, a lot of stories along the way. And, and it's, it can be so hard for people. Yeah. So hard. Yeah. So hard. Yeah. This baby is a lucky baby because not only did she, you know, live and become life, but yeah. she's also obviously got a really good mom. That's Are we talking about me or you? You. <laughs> I'm worried about mine. (laughs) Mine, I they the the baby that I'm having made the decision for me. Like you, obviously, like made a very clear like journey to having this baby. Like this baby happened, and I cried. Like I panicked. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had two years to you know get ready for this. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm so glad you got pregnant easily because, like I was saying a little bit earlier, I just. I'm grateful for my experience that I've been through, but I don't want anybody to have to do this stuff. It's no. not, it's not fun. And it's so expensive. You learn it's a so- lot. You grow maybe, but <laughs> yeah. Anyway, then Victoria and I got back to talking about COVID and making the decision to get pregnant, etc. Yes. Well, it, it made a decision for me. Like I, I could have struggled with this decision right. to the point where I would have been in my mid forties mm-hmm. or late forties even. And really resentful of, I could have put all the blame on my partner Mm -hmm. because he was, he's younger than me, first of all. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first time I asked him, like, what are we doing? We've got to make a plan. And he said he wouldn't be ready for 10 years. (laughs) And I, five years ago. So I'm, I'm just grateful. The, The whole pregnancy for me has been a real lesson in faith and not that I'm a religious person or anything, but just in like, letting go of the control of having to have X, Y, and Z happen by a certain time. Yeah. Really like helps with that anxiety. Well, the whole, I feel like the whole world is experiencing a forced letting go of expectations and stuff because of COVID. But I think, yeah, the pregnancy stuff really does do that as well. And for me, the, the last two years, uh, Along the way, it's just been a series of me letting go of something I thought I had control of. Right. There's just a lot of energy we waste trying to control everything. Oh, which which also brings me to like the whole idea of having a girl, which we right. sort of talked about before. But And we need to get know, into that. And we totally need to talk about it. Because <laughs> that's why I was like, you should come on my podcast. <laughs> First of all, my partner yeah. is... Um, probably like one of the hairiest people that I've ever met in my life. <laughs> so, I want to try and figure it out who it is now because based you might on even the, know him. Who but is he, it? 
She told me, but it's top secret. I'm not kidding. And I always thought my father was the hairiest person that I'd ever like seen. <laughs> Putting like sunscreen on his back and stuff was always... <laughs> no! But, but David is hairier. Well, don't say his name because... He said I could say his first name. Oh, oh okay, so. okay. <laughs> I think I just was convinced it was a boy because I his features are so dominant. Like oh, he's yeah. got a big, big nose. He's really hairy. He's darker skin than I am. I just am picturing this like baby coming out looking just like him. Yeah. His features are so much more aggressive than mine. <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> and so I was sure it was a boy. I wasn't having any morning sickness and my sister has had a boy and a girl and she swears that with the girl, she had the worst morning sickness, and uh, with the boy, she had none. Uh, so I was like, this is a boy. This is a boy. No problem. And I was excited in a way that was sort of like not getting into the real details of what it means to be a mother mm-hmm. in any way. Just like, oh, boys are so cute and <laughs> easy and whatever. And it'll look just like David. So we did like one of those cake. One of my friends um, they <laughs> made it the cake where oh my they God. put the different color, you know, uh-huh. in. and I remember saying to them before we sort of did the cake, I said, I am so sure this is a boy that if I cut into this cake and it's pink, I think I might just die. Like I might. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. And none of them said anything. They were just like looking at their phone. <laughs> oh my God. And then of course it's all on video. Cause you know, we, my sister had said, you know, can you record it? I want to see your reaction. When <laughs> you find out. And, and, uh, you know, I managed to hold it together while we were at our friend's house. And then the whole car ride home, I just cried. Oh, and my God. I panicked. And I don't know about you. What but was the t- what was the feeling at the time? Was it was it panic like fear or was it just disappointment? I think it was, I think it was fear mostly. I think it's I had a very complicated relationship with my mother. And mm-hmm. I think that has a lot to do with it. For sure. I think that um, she was not the best example of mm. how to be a mother to a girl. And, mm-hmm. and, so, and in some ways she was, but I think she put a lot of emphasis on like being picked by somebody or being um, pretty or cute mm. or likable. And I think that's not the best stuff to focus on, especially when you're a girl and it's taken me like a long time to, undo a lot of that stuff. Not that I ever really, I have fought against it for most of my life, but Mm -hmm. it's still like in there underneath a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And anyway, my mom died like when I was 26. So I've had time to live without her influence. Uh Yeah. It's, it's made me realize that like a lot of the ways she mothered me was just really unhealthy and really not ideal for Mm -hmm. like, raising a strong person yeah. in any way. And it wasn't just the pretty, you know, superficial stuff. It was, she was like very, she sort of saw her children as like little servants, like to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to kind of make her life um, what she wanted it to be. So mm. we always called her mommy dearest because that's really <gasps> what it was like. <laughs> oh my goodness. My sister and I both, we've been to therapy and both of our therapists like independently we're like, I think your mother might have had borderline personality oh, disorder. Oh, wow. 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 Which I ended up, you know, researching after they said that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that wow. sounds 
that sounds like it was this. So of course, when I had my breakdown after I found out that I was having a girl, I called my sister like crying and just saying, I don't, I'm so, I don't want to do like the things that mom did. I don't want to be that controlling and dominating. And she was like, look, mom had a mental illness and that's what it is. And you don't have that problem. And my sister said this, she was like, the thing that I really am just so blown away by now that I have my own kids is how easy it is to love them and to just be there to give them the best life for them, which is not what my mom did for either of us. She wanted us to have the life that she wanted. I think a lot of the fear comes from that because that's what my childhood was like. And I really don't want to do that to. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And it seems it seems in your case that it was not about it comes from fear rather than like disappointment. And uh, I said in my an episode of mine a couple of times ago or something that it was that I thought I have this internalized bias towards men. I feel like women are inferior, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that, but I, but I think that there's, there are parts of that too. Well, like for example, even just the fact that this girl might be the hairiest girl that ever lived, you know, that that's, that's going to be a challenge. Like Mm -hmm. no matter what, you know, for, and I'm, you know, one of the things David always says is you can't make her feel bad that, that you can, you have to like, you know, mm-hmm. if she ends up having a mustache or like whatever, yeah. you just have to really never make her feel bad about it. And yeah. I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. I, I'm going to embrace <laughs> everything. Yeah. I, I do think that, you know, that builds the strongest characters and people is just loving themselves and being comfortable with their flaws and imperfections and things like that. So I think in my family, there was a lot of, um, there's a lot of judgment that's thrown around when people aren't listening. They talk about other people and their figures and how much they're eating and personality. They're just commenting about other people. And I think that I take those things in and, you know, my brothers, I have four older brothers they were always talking about boobs. So for me, as a kid growing up, all I wanted was boobs. Totally. <laughs> there was always commenting on people's physical appearances. And when you walk in the door at a holiday and they haven't seen you in a long time, there's always a, like a comment about your body. And it's like, I don't want to, I don't want my brothers or anybody, my mom and dad, anybody to do that to my kid. Yeah. It causes so much needless angst. And, and it's, it's one of those things also since I've gotten pregnant. I mean, my own sort of self-talk that I did to myself before I got pregnant, I've always been self-conscious of having a stomach because I always did have a Me stomach. Me too. And now I have this enormous stomach <laughs> and I'm like, fuck yeah, this is great. I, I mean, I, I, for the first time in my life, I'm not like trying to wear clothes to hide it and yeah. feeling like I have to lose weight or have to exercise more or diet or whatever. But I do feel like I have this responsibility now to keep going with that mindset for this girl because it doesn't add anything to your life to be consumed with this like this desire to be a certain figure or to look a certain way it really is just it's one of those other things that I learned from the show from doing the show is I was always in the beginning very like 
self-conscious about the way they did my hair and the clothes they put. I was like, Rena is so frumpy. Like they, she lives in New York city. Like she works in TV. Doesn't she like know how to do her hair? Yeah. 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 It would consume me. I'd like come home and I'd be anxious about it. And I would, but now I've let go of that and it is so liberating. I can just focus on my character and do the work that I'm there to do and not like panic about this stuff that really doesn't add anything. Yeah, imagine Anything. imagine going through your life not being consumed by that stuff. You would get so much more done. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd just be generally happier. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day about, like, when did I start overthinking things? Like, how old was I when I started? Because I'm a big overthinker. Mm-hmm. How Was I, like, a teenager? Yes, I was definitely a teenager. Was I 10? Yeah, probably I was 10. And then I was, like, going back, okay, probably the last time I wasn't an overthinker and overanalyzer and over self-conscious person was when I was like three, four, five, five years old. Yeah. That's the last time I was freely like living without worrying about how other people, you know, perceived you, perceive me or fitting in and this way or that way. And that's so depressing. Yeah. Really, really. And, And like, I have to say like pregnancy, I don't know if it's like biological, there's like a chemical or something or because I'm having a girl that I'm just all of a sudden really noticing that I don't give shit about so many things that I used to care about. And um, I just hope that it stays that way. (laughs) You know what, though? I'm not there yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 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 I think it helps to focus on it, like to to be like oh, you know, do I want my kid to start having these kinds of anxieties when they're 10 years old? Like, or do I want them to live more jubilantly? Like, yeah, they should be free of all of that bullshit. You might feel a freedom from that a little bit because you've got your man. I'm still Uh thinking about. (laughs) So you're looking, you're, are you, are you like dating? (laughs) Well, not really. I mean, I did. I am on one of the sites because I wanted to look at the dudes out here. Yeah. But I'm not really having any conversations with anybody. Yeah. But but there's that part in my brain. Oh, there's this. I'm living on the farm. There's um six, seven young people, twenties, thirty in their twenties and thirties, working in front of me out this window in front of me. Oh, okay. <laughs> And, you know, one of them's handsome. And Yeah. But here's the thing. I'm on the farm. I have no clothes that fit me because I'm not shopping and looking cute. It's cold. I don't have those kind of clothes either. And I would like to look cute in front of these people, even though they all have girlfriends. You look great. You do. All you have to do is, like, go outside and walk in front of them. No, because then I have a mask. I don't look good in a mask. My eyes are too small. That you would have enough like connections with all these different people that you know that someone would just set you up with somebody. No, but. I know, right? And I, I bet my listeners are are at home like, I've been listening to this shit for two and a half years. When is she going to have a boyfriend? <laughs> but it's hard to get a boyfriend when you're trying to have a baby. <laughs> sure, I'm sure. I thought it wouldn't be that hard because I don't know, whatever. It's really not my focus. But the point is, 
I'm not comfortable with my body yet. And, and I'm, I'm jealous of your round belly because so you you talked about always feeling like you had a belly. I, I've always felt like I'm, I'm, I'm in great shape, but I've always had a, like a, a little pointy round thing under my belly button. It's a pooch <laughs> and it's always been there no matter how skinny I've been in my life. And with my pregnancy, it's just that that's getting bigger. (laughs) And it's still pointy. And you have a nice, perfectly round shape, and I want that. And I'll have it soon. But it's not, it's not, I'm just, I'm not feeling round yet. And I want to be round. I I want that point to go away. (laughs) You'll get there, I'm sure. I've never seen somebody who was like eight months pregnant who wasn't round. (laughs) That's, That's the truth. Yeah. That's yeah. the truth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, there's like, um, I'm still judging myself. I, yeah, I need to let it go. I don't want my little girl thinking about her looks. I yeah. don't want her thinking about her diet. I don't want her thinking about makeup. And these are things that I think about. It's not just other people that have foisted it on me. I judge other people as well. And I don't want to totally. do that either. I know. It must be something biological, like that goes way back to like the pre human people, like, you know. Yeah. Just, because I do so much actively trying not to do those things and then I find myself doing them too and I just and I have a friend who told me a long time ago something like when you have kids if you tell them or you want them to be a certain way and you tell them over and over again that you that this is important or that's important they're never gonna do it if you're not abiding by those rules yourself so like you have to you have to be, be example. the yeah. example. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why in some ways I think these nine months, it's like, that's a, that's a sizable amount of time to do that kind of yeah. work. I, I feel like you can, if you're actively pursuing a different mindset and yeah. to be of a cleaner outlook, I think nine months is, is adequate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But now we've got like four months. So I know. I, know. It's like, <laughs> I gotta I, get to work. <laughs> I keep saying over and over, oh, but I've got time, and it's like I keep realizing, oh, the time is yes. dwindling. Okay, so now, now, okay, time's dwindling. You're yeah. two or three weeks ahead of me. Twenty-five. Yeah. What are you? Twenty-five weeks. When are you twenty-six? Next Tuesday. So yeah, you're three weeks. Three weeks. You're three ahead weeks of ahead you. of me. What are you doing? <laughs> How do you, how do you do it? How do you, how do we get ready? Are you ready? I have to tell you, okay, so there's a website, not a website, there's a website called Instagram and there's an account. (laughs) Thanks um, mom. (laughs) Called like badass mother birther something. That helps. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll look it up. She was actually correct. It's called badass mother birther. But it shows in graphic detail, these women giving birth. I love those. I follow um, Empowered Birth Project. Okay, that sounds like I would uh, like that too. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I love watching births. 
It's it's definitely scary because, you know, every time I watch it, I have like a hand, you know, like half over the screen. <laughs> it's a little much like it's you don't see this stuff on in any other way. Like, yeah. it's, it's amazing that it's on Instagram. I mean, yeah. it's like very, very graphic. Yeah. And most of these women look like they're at home. It's uh-huh. like very hippy dippy and they're not on epidurals. They're not. Yeah. Uh, so I do feel like that's giving me a sense of, okay, what to expect. Like this is mm-hmm. how big things are going to be. Uh-huh. I am pestering every single person that I know who's had a baby recently, like just to give me tips. Uh-huh. And what are some, some of the best pieces of advice you've gotten so far? One of them was a friend of mine said, if you ever do put your baby on a bottle, you want to make sure that you use the smallest nipple, like the, with the smallest hole with okay. the bottle so that they don't get over, um, like it's not so easy for them to get the milk from the bottle, like easier than it would be from the breast gotcha. so that, you know, if you're going back and forth. So that's something that I would have never thought about. Is um, it all about the hole or, or the size of the nipple? I think it's the size and the hole. Like you want a newborn nipple okay. always. Another one was something that I saw recently, which was the perineum massage, mm-hmm. which, um, <laughs> we haven't talked about that on the podcast yet. Okay. Well, I just got an email from someone last night explaining to me what it is, which, um, she described it as squatting in the shower. She does it in the shower, uh-huh. squatting in the shower and trying to stick one. And if you can, two thumbs in your two thumbs. Yeah. Two thumbs. How do you get your thumbs? To- <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm reading this and I'm going, I do oh. not think that this sounds like something I can do. Like it's, it, it, it sounds not only awkward because you're squatting in the shower and you're pregnant. So that, Let's see. That, <laughs> I just want to see. Okay. And then to well, get your I thumbs. Guess, I think, it, yeah, I don't see how you could do that with a big belly. Uh, I know. Maybe but, you go from behind. I don't, I, and not to mention like, you know, your thumbnail. You got to keep that one short. <laughs> yeah, you got to cut those. But she was saying you want to keep like, like rotating it like around the perennial area. Yeah. Okay. And this is something she said to that she started doing at 35 weeks. Okay. And she she totally believes in it because she didn't end up tearing and uh-huh. she had a pretty easy recovery. So she she swears by that. Perineal massage is gentle manual stretching of your pelvic floor to prepare the muscles and skin between your vagina and rectum for the birth of your baby. The goal is to reduce the risk of tearing and scarring when you deliver. Starting around 34 weeks of pregnancy, take the following steps to try perineal massage at home. And sorry if it's perineal, perineal, I don't know. Okay, wash your hands thoroughly and be sure your nails are clipped. <laughs> sit, sit in a relaxed position with your head supported on a bed and your knees spread wide. Apply a couple of drops of coconut oil, olive oil, or any other lubricant designed for the vagina. Just avoid mineral oil or Vaseline to your thumb and perineum or perineum. Insert your thumb into your vagina up to about your first knuckle. You just want to massage your perineum, not your full vaginal wall. Apply gentle pressure in your vagina downward toward your rectum. Maintain the pressure as you move your thumb from left to right in a U-shape. From about 3 to 9 o'clock, you should feel a stretch and a bit of stinging or burning, but never pain. Continue massaging for three to five minutes. Repeat once or twice a week and up to once a day until delivery. Hmm. 
If perineal massage seems too awkward or time-consuming, it's okay to skip it. Your vagina and perineum were designed to stretch and accommodate your baby when, when the time comes. Also, I didn't mention this part of the article, but it said that there's no proof that it works. There haven't been any studies on it. But, you know, it can't harm you or me. Okay, my grandmother, who's 100, every, I go and see her. I've seen her twice this week already. Um, every time I see her, she tells me I need to massage my perineum or perineum. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Ask her about the thumbs. Is she, like, meaning that you stick your thumb? Oh, no, she says I, she says I need to put moisturizer on it. Oh. <laughs> so it doesn't tear. <laughs> And then yesterday she said, um, and you know, you could have a little fun while you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I love your grandma. Nana, she's the best. Oh. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so moisture, she, I said, Nana, when do I start doing that? She said, yeah, you could start anytime. <laughs> so, and moisturize your belly. That I've been doing, moisturizing the belly. I've also been doing... Do you ever dry brush your skin? Oh, you know, I have in my life, but no, not right now. Is that something I should do? I started doing that because someone told me that they did it when they were pregnant. And I was just, at the time, I was like, I'll do anything to kind of make it. So on your belly, you do it? Yeah, I take the brush and you do like every part of your- Towards your heart, right? Yeah, and and on your joints, you do like in a circular motion, like around your elbows, your knees. Uh And then on your stomach- you just go in a circular motion like oh, in this. Oh, circular motion. That's what this person told me to do. Yeah. I, I did ask my dermatologist and she was like, sort of like, uh, I don't know if that does I know. anything. Well, I'll do a cutaway <laughs> about that. Okay, well, after some very cursory research from somebody's blog, here's what it says about dry brushing during pregnancy. Uh, dry brushing can be done during pregnancy to provide an extra boost of energy, lymphatic support, and extra exfoliation to reduce cellulite. It provides stimulation of the lymphatic system while enhancing blood circulation, which is why cellulite may appear lessened for several women. Dry brushing has also helped women ward off stretch marks and assist in tightening the skin during the postpartum period, the fourth trimester. And, you know, the thing, my sister had a really tough time with breastfeeding. Like, uh-huh. that was really hard for her. And I think she ended up just pumping for the minimal amount of time that uh-huh. she could stomach. And then eventually they went to formula. Uh-huh. And so I'm sort of expecting that to happen, but I'm really hopeful. Yeah that I could breastfeed because the parents that I do know that were able to breastfeed just, it's so easy when, if you mm. have a kid that breastfeed, cause it's just a really easy way to calm them down when mm-hmm. they're fussy. Mm-hmm. How much time do you spend a day on being pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> cause I spend a lot of time editing my podcast, but I don't spend a lot of time exercising or doing things that or reading about being pregnant or parenting or sleeping patterns or diapers or what? Tell me. I, I'd say I spend a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, I'm constantly compiling lists of the things that I'm going to have to buy okay. eventually. Uh-huh. I keep hearing from other parents like the same thing, which is in in the beginning, especially less is more like you don't want to have a lot of stuff like right. newborns really don't need anything at all yeah. other than like you and somewhere to put them. Yeah. But I'm like, which which breast pump is, you know, the best one. And I just had a brilliant idea. You do all the research for me and I'll tell me. I, I could easily do. I've tell already me. done like oh, that's all great. of it. Now I've already oh, got a breast pump because some friends have already given me a bunch of things. But but when you find out the best chair, I mean <laughs> chair, 
<laughs> when you find out the best um, car seat, you let me oh, know. Oh, yeah. I, I've already found that out. Okay. What is it? The newborn car seat, from what I've talked about with friends and research on the internet, that seems to be the best choice is the Kiko KeyFit 30, which okay. is like a cheaper one. It's like cool. not one of the more expensive ones. And it's lighter and they only use it for like max six months or something like that. So you're going to need to get another one anyway. Okay. But that's from, from what I've said, it's really the best one or from what people have told me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then when you figure out strollers, you let me know? That one, um, I may have already figured out. Okay. Yeah. I like having you around. <laughs> <laughs> I can send you the, the, all the documents. Yeah, but, you know, send me your documents. I've got documents, I've got files, I've got yes. screenshots. Oh, that's great. Well, she sent me her documents, and I still haven't read them, uh, but I will. But I spend a lot of time being pregnant, I'd okay. say. Okay, yeah. I think I need to make a schedule for myself, because there's so many things happening right now, and I have so many different jobs, and I need some... I need to set aside a certain amount of time every day where it's not about the podcast... And pregnancy. It's about like doing some prenatal yoga, going for that half hour walk, reading a little bit about all the things I want to know about. Right now, I, you know, I'll just interview a friend for an hour and learn from that. <laughs> well, that's a good, that's, I it's a good, that's a it's a good part. Of, well, no, it's a good part of it, but I, but there's so many things I'm curious about and I want to, I just need to organize my time a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing that somebody told me when I told them I was pregnant was, you know, she was just like, Oh, just enjoy it. She kept saying like, oh, just enjoy yeah. being pregnant. And I was sort of, I hadn't gotten to that point <laughs> at all where I was like understanding what she meant. And I, I think I'm finally at the point now where I understand what she means. It's yeah. like, I was actually listening to your podcast where one of your guests, um, she had said, I think her name was Rochelle. Mm -hmm. Rochelle that sound? And she was saying, enjoy, you know, being yeah. pregnant. Like it's, it's a great, feeling when everybody's like really nice to you <laughs> and yeah I've, I've noticed that it's it's like you get a little bit of special attention and a special treatment but we don't we don't get a lot of that now because we're because uh, okay. of covid I know I always imagined myself walking around the streets of Los Feliz with my big belly in a bare midriff <laughs> <laughs> like your parents or your mom especially is, yeah. is really um there for you or yeah involved. she is she's very involved and my dad's so excited and uh, it's great I'm in an ideal situation for sure yeah. and I do have a lot of wonderful people that that have given me stuff already and that want to give me stuff uh so I, I don't think I need to buy anything but a uh what's it called car seat. <laughs> thank, a car seat. You. thank you <laughs> it's true that like the longer you go, the farther along you get in your pregnancy, the people come out of the woodwork with the free stuff. It's, it's <sighs> yeah. like I have almost every week somebody text me and say, do you want this like old changing pad thing that yes. I have? Yes. Of the mindset that I take everything. That's what I'm doing too. We don't have anything yet. And yeah. I even, uh, are you on any of those buy nothing groups on Facebook? No, what's that? Oh, what area are you in? in Los I'm Angeles? in the Fairfax district. So yeah, like, I'm sure you have one around there. But um, on Facebook, the groups, um, just type in buy nothing. And buy you nothing. might have in, like a buy nothing Fairfax or whatever. And uh -huh. people just give stuff away that they don't want anymore. And or you can uh, say, does anybody have a this or a that? And somebody be like, oh, I've got one. 
Like I've gotten kettlebells. <laughs> my brother, my brother, I said to my brother, what do you want for your birthday? He said, kettlebells. And I said, I'm on it. Next day I had two kettlebells. Um, that is amazing. I asked if anyone had a sewing machine once and I got one. Wow. And it's, and nobody pays. It's just There's, all. You're not allowed to pay. You're oh, not allowed amazing. to sell or buy. But sometimes people post baby stuff on there. And I got one time I got a, um, a baby scale, a digital. Um, oh, that's great. Like Those are expensive. I think it might be. <laughs> I think they're at least over a hundred dollars. Oh my I mean, gosh! Yeah, I got yeah. one of those, and I got a little um, baby, like a cushion thing for the baby to lie in on the ground. Um, well, those are great too. The boppy thing, the it like, is. little. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a those boppy are... type thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah. boppy. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Buy nothing. It's fun. That's good. And then I learned about. In another episode, I learned about a baby registry that's good for secondhand stuff. Because like all the registries out there, you got to buy everything new. But there's one where you can just um, put in the things that you want, but they don't all have to be from Amazon or Target or whatever kind of store. You can just mark off that you got it or that you have it, and you can get. I think you can get it from anywhere. And what's that one called? Oh, that's that's a good point. Uh, (laughs) Encore baby, encore baby. Okay. That sounds good. Again, I'm like tempted to get all of the best of everything and Mm. the most, you know, newest of everything. Mm -hmm. But then when you think about everything and how it's going to be covered in in baby vomit or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever within seconds. Yes. It really doesn't make sense to get the the brand new shiny thing. It doesn't. Okay. Well, okay. I interrupted you when you were giving me, uh, telling me your top advice that you've gotten from friends. Um, Was there anything else? Before I move on? I'm trying to think. Well, you've heard of the padsicle, right? No. Oh, okay. Well, this is something that some of my pregnant friends have definitely been like, you're going to need to do a padsicle, which is basically like a maxi pad that you soak oh in witch hazel uh-huh. and aloe vera uh-huh. and, and some lavender oil, essential oil, uh-huh. and then you wrap it up and put it in the freezer so that when you're recovering and you're home from the hospital – you can put it, I guess, in your underwear and oh my um, god, and sit on it. <laughs> That's supposed to help um, ease pain and discomfort and healing. Wow! Yeah, so amazing. The was something I didn't know existed. Um, I mean, it seems like it would get pretty wet. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I think that I think that you're wearing like disposable diapers and, and oh. underwear and things like that okay. for at least a couple of days after you give birth. Okay. That's what I've heard. Okay. I don't know about you. Have you decided or do you have a, a desire of whether or not you want to have an epidural? I want to do everything as natural as possible, but I'm open to whatever happens. But it, okay. it would be awesome for me. That's I really don't want to do it because. Which? The epidural, oh. just because I'm afraid of needles. That's just like something that, uh-huh. and then the the idea of it going into my spine yeah. is also just extra scary to me. Yeah. But everyone I know, including my sister, is like, "You're crazy. You <laughs> need to do, like this. Is, you're gonna want this." So I'm open to it. You know. Yeah. To doing it, but from what I've heard, like epidurals slow down the process of birth. Mm-hmm. Like, so you could be in active labor, get an epidural and everything sort of like stops. Yeah. Um, especially if you've been induced, which, right. you know, can happen, um, a lot. Most of my friends I feel like have been induced recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a little, and then also on top of that, 
the epidural makes you constipated so that you have, according to my sister again, uh, she said taking her first poop was more painful than giving birth. Stop. Oh no. Oh no. And they give you, you you know, they give you like all the laxatives and the things that you take at the hospital. And then you have to to massage your butthole with your thumbs. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much stuff. And it's like, I do feel like a lot of people, especially friends I have, once you have kids and you're done with the whole process, you sort of block it out because it's, yeah, it's pretty gruesome. Yeah. So that's why I'm harassing all my friends. Like, I know I'm being annoying. I know. No, they love to talk about it. I got people emailing me left and right wanting to tell me their birth stories. Really? <laughs> I feel like I feel like I the details though. Like I, a friend of mine was who's just had a baby. She's. I'm like, did you shower? Have you showered yet? She's like, still in the hospital. I'm so curious about this shower. She's like, not yet. Wait, why shower? Because I you just gave birth. I I would think you know you're sweaty and like you I know see, it's I pretty, see bloody and okay okay you know i'd want to i just i'm a very i i need to shower like every day i like, hate showering really yeah do you bathe do you <laughs> do like baths? no i just don't shower very often maybe every three days oh wow you're so <laughs> clean looking <laughs> that must be like i wow. you know i don't sweat very much that's probably what it is oh, and wow. that's not a good thing to not sweat much because then you just get overheated well, I think but, you're going to do great in childbirth then because <laughs> I hear you can't shower for a while. Like, I mean, or, or, you know, you can't, she was also telling me that they give you this like squirt bottle that, um, have you heard oh, about the squirt the bottle? Perry, Perry spray something? thing? Cause you can't use toilet paper right. when you're, um, and so I had a question. I know she just gave birth and I know like, this is like the last thing, but I'm like, so do you just like, let it drip dry? Like you spray and, and then. Shake like a dog. <laughs> She's like wearing so many maxi pads and disposable underwears that it really doesn't make a difference. Okay, you just so. reminded me of something though. Pregnancy wise, okay. current pregnancy. Yeah. Leakage from your <laughs> vagina, also your nipples. Any of that going on for you? I haven't had the the nipple one, which I was like, I heard you say that in one of your episodes. It's so was, weird. That's crazy. So that. <laughs> colostrum I guess that's coming out yeah it's very strange because I haven't been wearing a bra since COVID started (laughs) and so so your boobs weren't like super sensitive and and like no no I know I haven't had a lot of like uh boob boob tenderness yeah but but, (laughs) well now when I have like I'm suddenly I just feel like cold wetness and I'm like what the fuck because my shirt will be loose or something like that now I'm wearing a sports bra because that if I gotcha. if I do yeah. leak, then it won't be cold and won't irritate me. Irritate. Yeah, and it's only like every other day once. It's so. Does it sh- happen like after or while you're doing something specific? Like I'm usually you know. pretty cozy. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll be in yeah. the bathroom, like warm, or in my bed, or on the like watching TV, you know. But it's it's strange, and it comes out. It's clear, and it's from the center of the nipple, not the outside of the nipple. Oh, um, so anyway, that's good. I would think it would be bad if it was from the outside of the nipple. Well, I guess that's where the milk comes from, though. Oh, it does. I don't know. There's something called Montgomery's glands or something like that. I'll have to look that up. I don't. So remember. the milk. So if this is like the nipples, like this, and there's the like pointy part at the end, the milk comes from like this part. I think it. Well, the. 
The outside the, part? No, within the areola, oh, okay, but not the okay. tip. Okay. There's those bumps around the tip. Yeah. And I think I those are called that. Montgomery something glands. Wow. The Montgomery glands or Montgomery tubercles, tubercles are small glands around the nipples on the areola. They are typically not noticeable until a woman becomes pregnant. During pregnancy, as the breasts grow to prepare for breastfeeding, the Montgomery glands also get larger. They begin to erupt and may look like pimples on the nipple and areola. The number of visible bumps on the areola is different for each woman. Each areola can have anywhere from 0 to approximately 40 tubercles, with an average of about 10 to 15 on each side. There are more in the upper, outer part of the areola, and the size of the areola doesn't affect the number of glands there are. The Montgomery glands are a combination of milk glands and sebaceous glands. They can release a small amount of breast milk, but they mostly produce a natural oily substance that cleans and lubricates the nipple and areola. Wow! This oily substance contains antibacterial properties. Whoa! It helps to protect the breasts from infection by preventing the growth of microorganisms and germs. So cool! The areolar glands are believed to play an important role in getting breastfeeding off to a good start, attachment, and bonding. They give off a scent that can help the newborn find the nipple and encourage the baby to latch on and breastfeed immediately after birth. Dope. Studies show that babies of women with more areolar glands find the breast and begin breastfeeding faster than those with fewer areolar glands. More Montgomery glands are also associated with better newborn growth. Well, I will have to check out how many I've got after I do this. How to care for Montgomery glands. Mm, we'll skip that part. Infection? No, we'll skip it. Removal? What? Okay, moving on. But it happens every day? No, every couple days, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's happened like five times, and I'm always like, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> well, I think that's good. I think that is probably a good sign that you're going to be able to breastfeed because it's like you're producing something that's yeah, coming I think, out. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that's a good sign. Yeah. What about what about peeing and, and stuff like that? How's your, how's your bladder... I do feel like, especially when I'm going to bed, I'll pee before bed, I'll get into bed, and then like five minutes later, I feel like I have to pee again, which is so annoying. And I know I could not drink water and all that stuff, but I do feel like I'm... Oh, speaking of, I haven't had any water all day. Gotta hydrate. (laughs) I've had three teas, and I never drink tea. (sighs) Water is so important. I, I, I mean, it always, whether you're pregnant or not, hydrate. It's got to, you got to stay hydrated. I know. I hate water. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. I've had the same feeling. I mean, stuff with, with pee, but also what happens with me when I, after I pee, I stand mm-hmm. up and more pee falls out of that me. That happens to me too. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. Well, I'm going to tell you why. Um, I, and I'm going to do a whole interview with her. She's my half sister and brother's half sister from their mother. (laughs) And she is a pelvic floor physical therapist. And she says, when your baby or uterus is putting pressure on the bladder, like imagine, hmm, well, let's say your bladder has the little faucet at the bottom which is your, mm-hmm. I guess, your urethra. Urethra. But if the bottom of the bladder if, is, is at an angle that's lower than where the entrance of the urethra goes in when you're sitting uh-huh. and you stand and up, you stand, the angle like, of the bladder pours a little bit more out. Interesting. And so we she, should all be peeing standing up. She said, 
you just need to do a little dance while you're on the toilet and yeah, maybe squat over the toilet, like pee and then get Uh up and do a little shimmy (laughs) because I'll stand up and I got to grab some more toilet paper before it runs down my leg. That's happening to you too. Oh my God. I love it. (laughs) And a friend of mine who has had two kids when I told her I sneezed the other day Mm -hmm. and some pee came out Mm -hmm. and I texted her and I was like, just sneezed and peed my pants. I guess here we go. <laughs> she was like, she sent me a picture of the panty liners that she's been using for the oh, past. Oh, I thought like, you were gonna say like used panty liners. Okay. No, no, no. She, she, she's like struggling with it still, as uh, her kids are now like three and seven. Yeah. So I think it's something that. But I, I, I remember reading early on like it's good to do these Kegel or Kegel exercises, and. I don't know about you, but I, anytime I try to do them, I just get so bored. I'm like, this you is, yeah, you forget that you're doing them. You do about four and then you're, yeah, and then you forget, but they're like, do like five sets of 10. And you're like, no, I can't. That's just, I don't know why. Are you doing them now? I, 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 yep. There I go <laughs> doing them, but I, but you're supposed to hold them for like 10 seconds. I was going to do a whole cutaway about Kegels, but Kegels deserve their own episode or at least a, like a, a good accurate segment. So that'll come soon. Actually, uh, skip the Kegels. We're moving on. We're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. Thank you, Molly. That was so fun. That was so fun. And thank you for giving me information. And thank you for all the information you're going to give me. Yes, I will send you all of all of my goods, all of the details. Um, I have one more question I, that I wanted to ask earlier. How did Morning Show react to what do you how are you getting around your pregnancy with the show? They're letting me work, That's which is cool. amazing. And they've been like, I was so scared to tell them. That was yeah. one of those things that caused me a lot of anxiety. And the showrunner, Carrie Aaron, she was so great yeah. when I told her. And everyone has been so supportive of all of the shows to be working on. Like this one is dealing with it in a very good way. So yeah. I feel... That's awesome. So lucky. Yeah, because so I was lucky. wondering because you said you'd already shot two episodes. And how do you go yeah. from that to whatever? It's definitely a challenge. I yeah. mean, they're work- these writers are working so hard on fixing all of the <laughs> things. I mean, making it work. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing. I keep saying to people, like, if the whole world could just operate the way this show is working. Like, yeah. Just- I love the show. I don't know if I said that earlier. I love it. I'm so glad. I'm I'm like, I really think it's good. And I think like, especially with COVID, the way they're dealing with it is just so, it just makes me feel so safe and lucky that I'm, you know, working it. Cause we're, when we're working, there's like 70 people on set more sometimes, you know, all in very close quarters and everyone is, there's like a whole system. There's like color coded vests that everybody wears and, um, the testing is through the roof. Like we're just, everyone is tested like five times a week. It's, it's a lot, sometimes eight times a week. It depends on your schedule. So it's, it's really good. Yeah. We yeah. have to end this phone call. Yes. Okay. I'm so sorry. I have 8,000 more questions, but thank you so much. Yes. Well, email me if you wanted to, you know, get yes. any more information. Cause I got a lot. Okay. And email me every time you discover the best product for something I will. And thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited for you. This is amazing. I'm so Every excited time. to have a friend uh, when I move, another friend when I move Are back. Are you moving back? Are you going to well, move back? Well, you know, I eventually. hope so. 
I hope so. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, plans are yeah. obsolete these days, so. <laughs> yeah. No pressure. No, yeah. No, no, no I want plans. to, though. I mean, I love it in L.A., but this is pretty yeah. nice. I got these farm it boys. Later. <laughs> It looks really I wish nice. I could turn my computer around and show you, but it's a desktop. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. hopefully when you do come back, we can do a play date with the, I mean, two, the two girls. Two girls with healthy body images. Yes. <laughs> confidence, confidence and carefree attitudes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. And keep me posted on the pregnancy too. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> well, that's it for the show. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And thank you, Victoria, for being my guest. And thank you, Mom, for reading about my baby and my body. Listeners, don't forget, if you want to join the Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast. You'll be helping me out. You'll be helping yourself out because you'll have all kinds of extra cool stuff. What else? If you want to support the show in a different way, you can Venmo Molly-Hockey. Another way to support the show is to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. Another way to support the show is by sharing it on social media, sharing it over text, over email, whatever. Tell your friends. If you want to reach me, email me at spermcast at gmail.com. Leave me a voicemail or text me at 323-741-1818. Or find me on social media at spermcast. Don't forget, I'm also doing fertility consultations. You pretty much know the deal by now, but if you're interested, if you need an ear, I'm here for you. Email me at spermcast at gmail.com and I'll send you more details and we can set something up. That's it for now. Gonna go eat some dinner. Love you so much. Talk to you next week. He could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall. Funny, smart, love basketball. Gay, straight, black, white. Tiny ass with an underbite. I just need sperm. Powered by ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.